Fortify Niche. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, this is not a very uh, fitting opening for the game we're covering today, but this is uh, Fortified Niche. My name is uh, Martina Gisident Klimas, and I am joined today, as every day, with my co host, Kasa. I just waved on camera because I'm very smart. Also, hello and such in a Russian accent. Topical! <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey! Well, maybe it should be in the Ukrainian accent, considering what we're covering. But today we're uh, talking about Zona Alpha, the uh, scavenging and doing something else in the uh, zone, which is, you know, it's uh, probably the biggest stalker-ish game. Yeah, there's, there's probably the best, the most obvious and consistent in that sort of inspiration. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think any others are published by anything as big as Osprey. I think we're drink- drawing from that well once again. I think it's fine to get Osprey every now and again. If you're not like just doing another expansion from one of their, their bigger games, the smaller ones are all really exciting. I mean, yeah, it, it, it does uh, let the uh, environment brief. One day I would probably want to do A Fistful of Kung Fu because that looks interesting. They're not Metal Gear Solid game. Looks kind of cool. I like Metal Gear Solid. It looks fun. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, back to the game. So, uh, dear listener... Uh, do you know what Stalker is? Shadows oh, of Chernobyl? That incredible clear Russian sky? movie from like the early 30s or 40s? Oh, tremendous. <laughs> yeah, so that's a game about... Uh, so yeah, this is a game about it. You don't fight anything. Oh. You walk around in the field before you determine that trying to get your wish granted uh, can end up badly because you don't know what you secretly wish for for in your heart. Spoilers! <laughs> I hate that shit. I hate monkey's paw stuff. Aha, you wanted the world peace, now everyone's dead. That's not what I wanted, Genie. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not an anime villain. You you can see my haircut. Like, no, my hair ain't white or spiky. But yeah, um, Strugatskis once wrote a book about uh, aliens landing somewhere and leaving a lot of waste which uh, which makes f- for anomalies and other weird things and humans exploring that area and then somehow it, somehow it evolved into this thing where <laughs> we have games about being a uh, hard scrabble looter banded in in uh, anomalous uh, chernobyl <laughs> yeah well, you can play it really light on the um anomaly side of things and have have a pretty decent small scale semi-modern um shooter game Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would work. Uh, it would work on that because, like, uh, <laughs> since we're seamlessly transitioning into the <laughs> rules, uh, the anomalies in this game are boring. Yeah, they they act like I, I don't remember. Like, I don't remember exactly, but it's like basically a dangerous terrain test or something if you're close to it. So. Uh, no fun effects about being thrown around or inverted or whatever. It's yeah, like, the, hey, the cover image damage. of your bullets curving through the anomaly, I, I haven't seen that as an option. <laughs> On the other hand, you can uh, have uh, a near Stalker experience if Stalker was a multiplayer game or a group combat game. Hmm. Because for the basic, for the basic uh, army building thing, you get uh, 12... Kabarost, whatever it probably means, something like strength, and those the twelve those, that those twelve points basically mean ranks. So you have twelve ranks of dudes, and since dudes can vary from rank to rank, 
they become they come rookie they come in in rookie which is like one cabarost uh hardened which is two and veteran three so you basically can build any combination you want of those dudes in your uh, stalker band uh three points are already deducted for your team leader who's a veteran and stuff gets kind of interesting from there because there's that's where basically team size balance ends because you can because you can be almost because uh, each guy has equipment slots and skill slots but neither the weapons or the skill or the skills or the equipment aren't exactly price balanced uh, by for each other so uh, you can just go nuts yeah it's um i really quite like the um the cover cross you know the do you spend do you, the actions they can take is what you have as a army to build so if you, you could take just four elite dudes and they're probably going to tear face against like nine scrubs and a boss because they can go on overwatch they can move and shoot and reload. They can aim, move, shoot. They can do all these kinds of things. And you're just like, aha, I am here to move forward. I'll get shot. Yeah. As what uh, my illustrious co-host uh, hinted at, um, one thing that veterancy levels means is how many actions you can do per turn. So rookies can do one, veterans can do three, and uh, yeah, they get the hardens can do yeah. two, obviously. Uh, because they also get skills and maybe their access to equipment. Yes, yeah, so it's one equipment no, no. per AP, and then I think it's one skill per. Um, yeah, so a hardened guy gets two, one skill, and a veteran gets two skills, and a rookie gets fuck all. Yeah, and uh, equipment is basically the same because everyone gets a ranged weapon, a melee weapon, which is a misnomer in this game, but later about that and uh, I, I don't remember how many pieces of equipment and two grenades everyone gets two grenades even the scrubs uh, the rookies get two grenades per which is which makes this the most grenade happy grenade heavy game i've encountered with like consider c- compare this to um say infinity where a frag grenade is probably the rarest thing in the world yeah and or warhammer where uh grenades might as well not exist except for like you know everyone has them and they have no mechanical uses outside of like sometimes you get to shoot someone or if you're attacking in close combat you can punch them with a grenade instead of your fists if you're space marine no difference hey they made the they made the they made grenades actually do grenade thing in 8th edition or something but uh, yeah before that they were just a modifier except for maybe crack grenades but anyways this is this game loves grenade flash Flashbangs, uh, smoke grenades, uh, satchel charges. Oh, satchels are yeah, such anything. fun. So much fun. I mean, uh, didn't do anything when I threw one, but I mean, uh, in any game where I'm in, I'm, uh, I feel like I should take a satchel charge. <laughs> That's why I want to get some breachers in the Horus Heresy because they can do those things. And like, hey, if any bomb I can throw on myself accidentally is an interesting choice for me. Hmm. So, but yeah, um, so th- that's basically it. Your ar- your army building's done because your ar- the armor you get is uh, is determined by your class. Uh, anyone can take any weapon, as, as far as I remember. Uh, uh, so you can start. Yeah, you basically limited to the 
a few special guns, but oh no, that's, that's I, yeah, <laughs> you're right. I I, th- I think I I think the only thing you can't really take at the start is the advanced equipment mm. stuff, which is like well, it's not limited usefulness, but it's usually maybe more specialized. I don't exactly recall. Ah, but that's where the other thing comes in, uh, the factions. Like, everyone who played Stalker remembers the factions, so, like, you know, cultists, independents, bandits, and stuff like that. And each faction gives you both a uh, some bonus starting equipment and as well as some campaign bonuses for prices or recruitment or other things like that. So, yeah, uh, unfortunately for the real uh, Stalker heads... Uh, Freedom and duty are in options. <laughs> this is, yeah. Just cross out the military and put freedom. Ah, uh, yeah. No, well, yes, military <laughs> exists. And if you... Well, well, no. Uh, freedom would be closer to independence and duty would be closer to military. Uh, this is uh, serious lore shit. Yeah. Well, actually... Yeah, well, actually... <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, damn, we already went past army building. Well... It, well, uh, uh, <laughs> the rest of the rules are fairly easy, as far as I, as, as far as I recall. It's all uh, d10s and uh, number of d10s to roll. Uh, you roll under your skill. Uh, there are crits and uh, crit successes. Though crit, crit successes give you a free action and crit failures make you give you a pin, so they're not like they're not that terrible. But if you want to be uh, exciting. an ass about it, I mean, I mean, if you want to be an ass about it, you can complain that these are like RPG crits where oh no, you rolled a crit fail, you pooped your pants. Oh, but uh, like a minus one to your next thing rather than like aha, you fall over in your um. Gun breaks. So. Well, there, there, there's the there's the difference here because pins are important in this game because you can't act unless you unpin yourself with the rally action. So, and we had and we had this discussion when we were playing because, like, you know, uh, if you have a veteran who like crit fails his shooting test in the middle of his actions, like, does he have does he get his other actions and stuff? I'm glad pinning exists. I want pinning to exist in basically every game where you shoot people. Uh, unfortunately, uh, here it only exists as uh, it only happens when you succeed at an armor save or uh, crit fail. Because, like, in general, getting shot at is like, yeah, well, you know, no biggie. And no, <laughs> no, I'm not influenced by any bullet that hasn't hit me yet. No. Um, but I kind of get that as, like, the stalker kind of vibe. Because if you get shot at and you get pinned, it makes sense. Like, I guess you could have the environmental aspects also be dropping pins or like critters causing a pin if they spawn near you. Which like a giant ten foot guy walks out of a hole in the, in the reality. That's not going to be a good time. <laughs> but I, I am going to say that that from the game development perspective, uh, and this is something I grapple with at least three times a week. That uh, making a good pinning system is hard. Like so. If you make it dependent on rate of fire, which would be like one of the impulses to have, it's like, well, it's easy to, it's easy to just, uh, you know, to, to, to just get the best, the, the most, the best ROF guns and then like pin someone to oblivion. If you go the uh, bolt action route and give a pin every time you get shot at, then, uh, then then some a group with all rookies or something would be just like p- p- 
pinning one veteran a turn and since you can only rally off one pin per action yeah. you could like you know um uh, so yeah uh, it's hard to make uh, but uh, i'm ho- i'm happy that at least that, that there's something in here yeah i think there's enough granularity in like space in the pinning system is a sort of a penalty that it feels bad to be pinned, but it doesn't feel like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just, like, you know, good job, well played, next game. And considering that pins don't come fast and easy, like, veterans can still shake them off fairly reliably. And if someone's shooting at pinning, uh, shooting at your rookies and pinning them, well, they're not shooting at your other guys, so mm. <laughs> that's a benefit. And they might not even be shooting at your guys because if you're playing with the full zone settings, your battlefield will be littered with hot spots, which you check, and the hot spots invariably spawn enemies. Uh, enemies want to crunch on you, <laughs> unless they're bandits, in which case they'll shoot you. Oh, bandits are horrifying. Yeah, and once you defeat the enemies, you can scavenge the hotspot for resources, which is like, hey, scavenging is in the full big title of the game that nobody will ever remember. So if you're following us on Twitter, that whole dog shooting post is what ha- is happened because of uh, because of an anomaly spawning six dogs, six wild dogs on us. Yeah, it's um, it's a bad time because they'll all spawn within five inches of the zone you've popped randomly. Yeah, D10, they go that far, that many inches from where you're pointing, divided by two, rounded up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played it the other day, ages ago, a three-play match. We just had preset bandits and stuff. They wouldn't activate to get to within a certain range. But all of a sudden, just having six bandits just appear out of a hole, and be like, oh, oh, they've got guns. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, six bandits are definitely much scarier than, like, six... Uh six dogs or a single big mutant yeah uh well it's one of the uh, it's one of the curious things where you can uh, set the danger level of your play area so if you're playing at tier two out of three uh your uh, your uh, big mutant will have uh five in combat ability and five in armor which is uh at about half half range or something like you know it's a d10 system but uh, I think one of I think one of my guys just mellied two big mutants to death, and he wasn't even specced for uh, combat. He was just a veteran. Yeah, um, the close combat weapons are a bit silly sometimes. For an SMG or a shotgun or cannon close combat, or you can have yeah, yeah. a close combat skill and just use both of them at once. <laughs> yeah, th- th- that got silly and. Something I don't like from the, uh, you know, very similitude perspective, because like, hey, you can get one one ranged weapon. All oh, right, what can I choose from? An assault rifle or, or a battle rifle. And then you also take an SMG or a shotgun as your melee weapon, which feels a little too much, especially considering that you're supposed to be these, you know, hard scrabble bandit survivors. I don't dislike it. Because like the sort of shotguns and stuff was pretty contempt was pretty common in my experience playing the game. Like people with like crappy MP5s or um, SCZ uh, or Scorpions were endemic and murdered me constantly. And I like the sort of generalization of it. It's kind of like Force and Force, where a guy's gun, the model number and the branding isn't as important as who's holding. It. Well, uh, my idea would be like it would be better if like. Uh... I don't know, anything bigger than a pistol was shifted from melee weapon yeah. section to range weapon section and gen- then just have uses in melee. Because, like, uh, and that's it. Uh, many weapons have ranges up to 48 inches, which is 
quite a lot on a board that's 3 by 3 or 4 by 4 maybe uh, for multiplayer games well maybe not for multiplayer games but uh, you can you can reliably reach out and touch someone with most of the guns in the game except for the shotgun but the shotgun really shines in melee because like okay a uh, big mutant swipes at me how many attacks he gets one two i have an smg i have four mm. I can just uh, shoot the pain away. Uh, and then there, there's like two other weirdnesses this is of the system. It's uh, medipacks. Yeah. So medipack is a is a piece of equipment. You remember it from Stalker. It's probably that weird orange Soviet box. And they can be used automatically once you lose a wound. Most models have a single wound. Uh, leaders have to. You use that, and then you don't go out. You don't go out of action. Though models that go out of action aren't exactly removed from the table. They could. I mean, the rules aren't exactly clear on it. They, they, this is one of those places where editing could be better because they can stay on the table for friends to be heal, uh, for friends to heal them. And also to permanently die in a campaign. This is, I don't, I, 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 I only have remember something from Rogue Stars or something that like you can permanently campaign die on the battlefield. I only watched the GMG video on it, so like you know, <laughs> memory spotty. But this is this is one of those games where you can permanently die on the battlefield because if you go out of action and get wounded once more by say a dog you spawn from an anomaly, uh, that's it. Your guy's dead. Um, they address this in an FAQ that you can maybe turn off the per permadeath like that, but man, I feel like a system like that can really open up games to griefing, uh, if not power play. I mean, sure, you can say her, der, der, talk to your players, but there's also that feel of not playing the game right, not playing by the full rules, and, yeah, and having also to pull like, your punches to make the game fun. Never really sit right with me. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, you know, bring out your biggest club for all the baby seals you encounter. But if you have to intentionally be like, well, you guys, they're in the open. Uh. Yeah, uh, I don't want to do the job of balancing or, uh, like, you know, holding myself back. I want the game designer to have thought of that because I like paid the money for the full product. If I wanted to do my own rules, I would do my own game. Uh, it is funny though, because if someone's wounded and they're downed, you've got to shoot them next turn to kill them for good. So they have a chance to get back up, but like it's not, it's not guaranteed. You don't always have a medic to run over there and patch someone up. Well, you don't always have a medic and the med packs are consumable, but mm. still, uh, an interesting an, an interesting take it could go it can go all sorts of places and as we mentioned it went into the FAQ because yeah this game this game needs a harsher editor and more uh, bush clearing or whatever you want to call it because like smoke grenades uh, you you're not told how long the smoke lasts in the uh, main book which is like hey you know <laughs> could have put that in would have been nice. Yeah, it d definitely felt like... Oh, like some of the FAQ thing, But none of the FAQ stuff is really like... Oh, that's obvious. It's like, oh, yeah, that would have been good to have. And it's, there's strange additions. Like, he had to clarify his WYSIWYG, WYSIWYG rule. It's like, no, you've got to model everything on everyone. It's like, and he's like, oh, no, don't worry about that. It's just, just keep the vibe right, man. It's like, pick one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean... Uh... 
If you look at battle rifle or assault rifle as just generic designations for a gun, so yeah, maybe you can visiwig that. I mean, you know, it's it's nicer to, to tell if a guy is running around with a shotgun than an assault rifle, though in this game he's running around with both. Uh, so you, you can't really visiwig the, the rest of the equipment, especially for a campaign game. <laughs> especially since game, since this game brings in stuff like night vision goggles and gas masks. Yeah, there is a lot of um, stuff that you would need to make your models be truly WYSIWYG, and I think that's that's a cool thing to chase. But if you're playing a campaign where your guys will lose gear or gain gear or change gear, the expectation that it's all going to be correct. And I definitely agree with him that playing against someone whose pistol guy always conveniently has a missile launcher instead is incredibly frustrating. Don't play against those people. <laughs> Stop playing against that dude in the club who does like that shitty thing that you hate. That's what I did, and I've never been happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also the option of not playing bad games, even if they are the biggest game in your uh, community and stuff. Like, I did it. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, you can play solo games. It's fine. No one's going to judge you for it. I mean, I will, but no one else will. <laughs> Uh, well, you know the, the 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 problem with solo games is that you have you still have to motivate the players to play it, and like you know one of those players is you, and uh, I like to think that I'm very good at negotiating with me not to do things. <laughs> uh, the next bit is army building. We can talk about skills and that, but we I think we should still talk about the fucking scenarios. Oh, but uh, both scenarios they're fucking garbage and don't exist as far as I'm concerned. And major. Major-ish, majorest problem with the game, uh, outside of like you know editing and putting the foot down, is scenarios which uh, don't really exist. There are guidance for what you can do to build a scenario, but much like in Five Men at Normandy, there are no real bespoke scenarios outside of the ones provided for the uh, introductory campaign named uh, Red Slur for a Romani Person Free. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, come on, Mac, have like three exemplary scenarios, three example scenarios or six scenarios or... Here's how initiative works for deployment. Here is how you could do deployment. Like, is it, like, corners is fine. Like, I like deploying in the corner. It's, you know, both as far as we can possibly be on the water from each other. Are we deploying on the edge this time? No one has rules to deploy further in or not, so it's kind of all like, meh. Yeah, you can. You might even go the Warhammer route and have like a like you know, roll on the way you're going to deploy, roll on your mission objective, something like that. Just explicitly explain those things and put them down in a readable order, <laughs> because I think we quibbled too much about how and where to deploy and had to go look into the campaign scenarios like that. Yeah, which is, which is a shame. Um, it wouldn't take much to have some really interesting and robust scenarios. Yeah, yeah. And it would be a good excuse for the creator, um, sorry, for Patrick Todorov to demonstrate the uniqueness and like the power of the, the world that he wants you to play in. Like anomalies of the president are, if you're within three inches, it's a willpower roll, you take damage two, which is a reduction in your arm value and you roll and you find. But there's no fun anomalies to deal with, really. There's no, like, oh, that one's, like, moving across the board, and it's just eating everything. Like, you yeah. know, Black Sun of Warhammer Fantasy or something. There's no, like, anomalies just, like, that makes darkness in the middle, so you could have, like, NVGs to deal with it. Or gas masks, maybe. 
I think you'd have like a couple of like just a few tables even like the old classic or play some cards like oh today we're playing on a four by four and we're doing um a pose through the middle and then we're doing the anomalies are all setting everyone on fire and this one is shooting lightning like oh okay yeah it's 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 something that uh black powder red earth did where you like yeah uh you you, you don't need to go full black powder and have uh specific maps laid out for like missions and stuff but it it understand the it understood the assignment it's like we've determined the map and deployment we've determined the uh, mission and we've determined if there's a storm outside which is like hey uh like more than uh, more than freaky brain freezing uh, brain uh, melting storms happen in stalker so uh, uh have that yeah like the old blowout rules right like Every anomaly is now like twice as far apart, and if you deal with them, they're just going to start zapping dudes. I don't. It's kind of it's like the one um, weak point in the system. Like I said, like it's a really fun, just like sort of skirmishy, quasi spec ops guys running around in post apocalypse blowing each other away. But there's not enough of the weird stalkers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's gen- it's generally good, but not stalkery enough. I mean. It's uh, trying its darnest to get the atmosphere through, through like the writing in the book, the character names and the art. It's really, really trying, but it, it falls a bit flat when it comes to the uh, gameplay. Yeah, with rubber hits the road. Yeah, we are sh- like, um, most of the time it's dudes shooting dudes and that happens outside of stalker scenarios. Yeah. Um, there's there's not much that I've seen in the scenarios. I, I could be wrong. I'm wrong a lot of times about a lot of things. There's nothing in the scenarios to encourage you either to sort of build up and be aware of it. And all of the gear, there's a lot of gear that's just sort of like, and now you shoot better. Now you have two machine guns. Or now you can like buy a power armor. Whoa. Like, oh, yeah, but like, can't I be like scrappy dudes scrapping around in the scrappy universe trying to like get one more score before everything kills me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't start with uh, power armor, but you but your leader starts with uh, military combat armor, which is great. Uh, <laughs> also, one weird thing in the uh, rules is that like it's fairly generous when it comes to cover, but also um, units, well, soldiers, miniatures that have uh, military BDU armor, they're assumed to have camouflage, so they're uh, count as target obscure <laughs> yep. if they're touching uh, cover. Which is a no, literally, literally any armor gives you that. Well, it, basically any armor except for the tier one scavenged armor, no, or literally nothing civilian clothing. But like, no, no, that, I don't know. That does too. I don't. Th- I don't know if you can get that bad armor because even uh, the rookies start with. Uh, well, I don't remember yeah. what rookie starts. I don't think I had any in my in my last force. But uh, yeah, so they. I think that would be like if you hire someone later on. At that point, you might as well uh, make a special modifier where it says like uh, so the target isn't wearing BDUs or something like just have it in the table. Yeah, like yeah, I'm not yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things of like oh, it's you know it's just it's fine. Uh, and that sort of granularity in Arbor is also like a weird thing to focus on. I mean, it says like a lot about like the kind of games. And expectations that he's coming from of like he wants there to be like a whole spread of like 
it all seems attainable for the player character. Like it's all you are expected at some point to build a man who is walking around in like a military exosuit. Yeah, there's there's even like optional rules about uh, sci-fi tech weapon like railguns, but it's like basically just a sideline si- sideline. Uh, there's also mention for of like military exosuits and vehicles, but they don't really appear in the game. Oh, yeah. All in all, uh, the core the core the core gameplay I think is fine. It should be just maybe tightened in some places. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think this is going to become a slogan of our show, but second edition when? Yeah, um, it's just I, I quite like the game. I quite like how simple it is. The dice pool system works well. Um, but yeah, it's just like a scenario book would be cool. It's like a really yeah. short one. Doesn't have to be a lot. Just like I said, like playing cards, just variety things. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe cards themselves aren't exactly something that evokes stalker immediately, but like just having something determined by cards maybe would be like, oh, we're just a bunch of hard scrabble guys stuck in the middle of Ukraine. We have these playing cards and we're yeah. trying to determine things. So that would be a, some something of a special sauce to add to it that would be something like unique to, well, not unique, but like something that this game really brought into it. Aside from, like, you know, Kabarost being a word you have to learn to pronounce somehow. <laughs> I simply refuse to. But, yes, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we've gone over army building already. We can we, we can probably still squeeze in some talk about the skills. Um, skills are... Skills for kills. Somewhat, GC dance. Yes, the skill. Uh, so skills are somewhat interested. Unfortunately, unfortunately, your leader gets the uh, Necromunda's Bane, the leader skill that allows you to pass actions to the other ones by default. So that's, so I don't know if that's better or worse. That it's not like something you have to buy immediately. So at least the game doesn't pretend that you have a choice in <laughs> a choice in the matter because like in necromunda like ooh you have yeah. so many leadership skills and the only one of them is good but you can take any of them but only one of them is good yeah, uh, I but like yeah. saying like no all of your leaders can do this it's like it's actually useful powerful skill that not having yeah. it on your guy is just it's silly to be quite honest and yeah, so you get it by default, and the leader also gets another skill. Veterans, uh, veterans, uh, veterans. I think have two two skills yep. per. Though I might be misremembering. Uh, so I and having skill having skills is provides like uh, guidance to to, uh, to how to build your character somewhat because I had Vlad Turbo the guy with uh, gas mask and running skill so his idea was that he'll uh, just uh, advance through the on the table going through the smoke clouds which usually make characters roll willpower but he's he's in a gas mask he Mm. don't care so vlad durbo just charges ahead and there's barely Uh, a dozen skills so there's a lot done with all of them like nightman to stab you one uh fuse cutter he gets more grenades (laughs) Uh, he yeah. carries three satchel charges, which is kind of a lot. You um, still have to get them in a position to throw them at people, but again, uh, the tables aren't that big. Yeah, but then it's damage uh, three, and you're having a real bad time being someone just eating satchel charges at you. Um, yeah, yeah. On the other hand, this game loves smoke even more than Yu Shang does in Infinity, so... 
because smoke uh, clears after the next turn after it which was deployed so you get two turns of smoke which is absolute cover uh, from anything so like you know <laughs> maybe not entirely stalkerish but hey helps your dude survive so yeah, uh, like steady steady hands is the one skill that you could say like oh it's an almost auto include because it just get, flat out gives you one to uh, shooting rolls, but I feel like it's okay not to take it anyways. Honestly, honestly, the two skills that I saw my mates were doing and they they kind of power gamers, but it's like we're all here to like do a power gamey kind of thing, so we're gonna like, try and break this as much as we can with Bone Dock for double med packs because I'm just going to ignore the first two times you shoot me is really cool. Um, yeah, and I won't get pinned yeah. afterwards. Um, and Unload, because Unload means you shoot twice and you get extra dice, which is a lot of bullets, yeah. and it's a bad time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it didn't really work out uh, as I would have liked, but my first action of our game was to take my MG guy, who rolls four dice to shooting, and unload on one of your veterans, which, with, if we interpreted the unload rules right, gave him ten dice of shoot. Gave him ten dice of shooting because, like, four for DMG twice plus the plus the two dice for, um, like, you know, yeah, unload action. It's two, two bonus dice from any appropriate ranged combat weapon. So my thought there and is: Does it work with sniper rifles? Uh, interesting thought because <laughs> at that at, at, at that point I was thinking uh, at that point I was thinking like are sniper rifles worth it when battle rifles exists because mm. sniper rifles only fire one shot it it nullifies a lot of armor but it only fires one shot battle rifles uh, have the same range they fire two shots they don't nullify as much armor but hey two shots yeah damage four and, versus damage two um. yeah uh, so. You know, uh, questions for qu questions to be answered later. Um, yeah. In second edition. Also, fuck sniper rifles, and they shouldn't be any game ever. They're a bad time, and they don't um, reflect the reality of how they use. And I hate them, and they're dumb, and they should leave. I mean, this game also has stationary heavy HMGs, which is like it's also very dumb. <laughs> not very stalkery, and also with in 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 the way you set up levels like uh yeah uh i put the guy there in my deployment zone hopefully he gets to see someone to shoot someone i'm, I'm going to raid the zone here is my crew served mortar oh my god the mortar like this is a three by three table and we're playing with 28 millimeters millimeter miniatures i don't know if the japanese quote-unquote knee mortars were were that <laughs> short-ranged i think at that point you're just using them like pits yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm taking this teeny tiny mortar as a direct fire weapon at that point. Like, why not uh, under Balor grenade launcher? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I saw. If, I never looked around the weapon, yeah. I, I don't remember if they were there, but maybe. Uh, anyway, like, if, if you're playing a stalker game, who doesn't want to be playing a guy who has an AK and an under, bar under barrel grenade launcher? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so in, in general, like you know, you might think that we're like complaining the, a lot about here, but like we generally like the game. Yeah. And uh, and uh, something that people should realize is that uh, real anger and I guess real complaints come from investment. And like if it wasn't a good game, we wouldn't be 
invested. Um, yeah, like we're nitpicking because it's there's the overallness of it is so good. Like, oh man, there's a hair in my like free multi gold suit. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the game is good, but it could be better. Yeah, and so that's why we're saying these things. And you know, it's one another thing we like to talk about: excuses to buy miniatures. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. So I'm, I, I, I'm going to go out uh, and uh, say that this is one of, one of one of the better excuses to buy those uh, beautiful Eureka and Eureka miniatures NPC guys. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking yes. uh, speaking about, about the Russian ones. Uh, the Soviet, Soviet naughty ones, suits. Obviously. Oh, I love them. I want yeah, them so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give me an excuse, man. I, I want to buy those guys so bad. Uh, but yeah, it's basically. Uh, we were playing them on Tabletop Simulator with 3D scanned Infinity miniatures, so that's your uh, yeah. so that's your way to buy all those Ariadna miniatures that are indistinguishable from modern soldiers. Oh, your hack! Uh, well, I mean, there are a lot of quite a lot of or just quite a few modern military production production guys. Uh, I think Copplestone casting does guys in hazmat suits. You know those yellow hazmat suits with big face shields uh, with guns, though. Like, you know, Copplestone is a bit older in design sensibilities. The Spectre as well, they've got their loads of um, tiny, tiny 28mm guys. I think there's stuff from Anvil Industries you can get, especially now that yeah. they've branched out into cranking out STLs. Um, oh, there's that one? There's another. They're like, Anvil's like top tier in this, so this is like a C tier guy. Albino Raven, I want to say? I wouldn't know. Like, there's so many uh, 3D model producers these days. Yeah. Was the Albino Ra Al was the was it the one that had the questionable gangster choices? Uh no. These guys had like the super swell um, machine gunners and flamers. Um, ah. Like even more jacked than those 40k dudes. <laughs> well, you know, those tanks ain't uh, ain't light. <laughs> And now looking at it, you can probably build an entire bespoke group out on stuff you can find on Hero Forge. Oh, for sure. Like looking at it, you have you know masks, gas masks. I think they have AKs because I once built a turtle man with an AK, didn't print him. But like, hey, if you want to. If you want to have your specialist bands of Stalker Snowflakes, that's definitely an option. Um, I guess you can also play at smaller scales, like 20 millimeters, like the cops ain't looking. So, yeah, I think 15 would be really good for this one. Um, so then you go like, I don't know, who does 20 millimeters? Empress miniatures? I forget. Victoria minis, just uh, do that. Uh, Victoria and Victoria Minis does twenty eight millimeters and uh, also does Forge World prices, but uh, but 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 yeah. So yeah, any like guys with uh, AKs, Warsaw Pact gear, or if you want to play mercenaries, anything with like M fours or something like this is your game, man. Though at least uh, at, at, at least eight percent of our audience going by our anchor FM statistics is non-binary, so this is your game, boy. <laughs> uh, 
Dem. Dem, ja. Day slash AK-47. So, yeah. And if you have, like, terrain built for other games, like No End in Sight and stuff, modern European rubble or uh, I don't know if you can squint and say that this ruined uh, uh, Eastern Front village is uh, still somewhat period accurate for for uh, for uh, stalker like you can do that and if anomalies ever get scary you can take purple sun and put it there oh yeah but yeah generally uh, all those weird niche modern miniatures that aren't produced explicitly for a zombie game are 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 thing. And I wish they produced less zombie survivor games. Oh, yeah, it's like not wanting generic fantasy stuff. You what you get, you yeah. don't regret. <laughs> so yeah, uh, good excuses to buy miniatures. Like war bands are going to be small, so we don't need many. You can buy all of them as like you know individual blisters from a smaller manufacturer uh like you know with with cabras 12 and going with a full band of rookies that's uh that's 10 that's 10 miniatures because you're uh because you still have to pay three points for leader and then you have nine cabras to spend so if you make a trash goblin band, then you'll have to paint 10 miniatures, but Casa uh, here was running with three veterans, I mean four veterans total, so that's like also four miniatures, so if you want to really get in there and give the miniature a personal touch or like, you know, build all of them on the Hero Forge or something. Yeah, or if so, you want to be like, just yeah. crazy cheap, just go and buy all those really... Uh, like the weird 172 millimeter, a uh, 172 scale guys have like a slightly just a weirder scale war game. <laughs> so yeah, uh, compliment sandwich. Uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going out and say that I like that the uh, army building with all the like you know asterisks involved in it is still uh, fast and easy, and I uh, and, and I like it. I like it how fast you can construct your warband. Doesn't take too much. Doesn't take too much time. Don't have to think too much. Don't have to wait options too much. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, great fun. How about you? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think the ability to make a warband so fast and so quickly and have them immediately feel good without there being like a real trap options or any real like. Well, you should just take this because if you don't, you're an idiot. Oh. Yeah, because the, the way the the way. Uh, Arrange the options to go. You all of your dudes will have either an AK, uh, either a battle rifle or an assault rifle. All of them can reach out and touch people at ranges. And while math might fall on some side or another, none of them feel like immediately broken. So yeah, army building. Uh, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a distinct piece of compliment, or do we move to criticism? Um, no, I, th- I think that. After army building, what I like is I like the D. I kind of like D10 as a pool. Um, kind of does it. This does it. A couple other things. Been poking around with. Do it, and I think it works alright. Like you want to roll low all the time, so it's easy to keep in mind. Um, and tens are bad. Ones are good. The, the sort of the, the, the mixed crit is weird, but I like it. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, the mixed crit just uh, makes them cancel out. It's a matter and antimatter. Yeah. But yeah, uh, going by criticism, it's like. Uh, okay uh really should need more like clarifications and like foots put it down yeah and other stuff like that like say this is how it happens and write it write it clearly and not like you know less conversational tone maybe in the rules yeah or even more um more little inserts saying like why he wants the rules to be this way kind of like i've gone with d10s because i like rolling up the d10s i've gone with um Smoke lasting two rounds because that gives it more a chance to affect the battlefield. Like an explanation of his design process would help inform the spaces between, like the intent. Where you could kind of work out, not to say like intention, but like you say, oh, this is what he wants. This is how, this is why the game is the way the game is, and I can work <laughs> from there. Be like, oh, okay, that's that's, you know, that's why he's made this choice or that choice, and that's why we can. That's why I build my guys this way because this is what he wants. Yeah, we we read the uh, five guys at Normandy. Now we're spoiled by by author by an author putting his intent in the rules, and uh, now we can't go back. We can't unsee it. Uh, uh, for your uh, for, for your uh, own criticism, um, there not being any scenarios is kind of oh, sort of legitimately yeah. a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, um, the book is twenty dollars, so. I don't know how much more he could fit in there for twenty dollars as a soft cover, but also, how am I supposed to play the game if I have to write everything as well? I don't. Yeah, definitely, definitely needs more robust scenario creation rules and stuff. Yeah, I'm sh- like I'm. I bet you that if we went and looked on one of the many um, sealed wall gardens on Facebook or discords we could find a bunch of scenarios for free that were pretty good quality but i don't see a link to those in the book so uh, i don't yeah. know how i'm supposed to find them yeah yeah anything that ex- that exists outside the book or the outside the book purchase might as well not exist as far as our ratings go so like you know hey put it in the book um the and other we, thing uh, is like well, I was going to move to a compliment, so if you want to ask I was going to say, like, and we know that he's done um, that, uh, those, uh, a few other expansions. Um, they're very small, and they are just garbage. So. <laughs> mm. They are just serviceable, uh, but I'm not paying for it. So, I don't know. Mm. so I'm going to say that I think I, 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 I like the system. It's easy to get your head around it works fine i don't have many major quibbles on it like even the the point i had about uh pinning was like you know well it's my brain worms it's well most people probably don't care uh so yeah uh, i i i I like the system i think it's good i think it works well and i and it moves fast and it and it still maintains some granularity which is like hey more of this love to see it yeah, honestly, I'm just gonna just gonna agree with that and say that the other thing that I liked, he says, trying to fill the dead air as he dead airs it. Um, the the equipment uh, list is fun. Like, you start with a good range of stuff, and if you roll well, you can find newer and cooler things. You know, the newer and cooler things are gonna like like aha! Now I've got the assault rifle of plus two, and there's nothing your crappy squad can do against my extra bullets. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you know, here is. A battle rifle is a battle rifle is a battle rifle. And assault rifle is an assault rifle is an assault rifle. 
and I quite like that nowadays. It's like, just, you know, just give it a go. Like an AK-15 is an AK whatever. Um, your own 94 is a space gun. It's just going to work the same. <laughs> Stop trying to make, you know, super rifles happen. Plus, plus if you try and uh, make, uh, say, 9mm and uh, 45 ACP is distinct in the rules, it's going to make people more mad than just saying that 9mm is the same as 45 ACP. And honestly, like, at the ranges the game deals with, most yeah. trained marksmen can hit at this range. And, like, scopes and sights are so common and prolific in this era that the ability to hit a target is not really, like... Like, something power isn't as irrelevant because, like, you know, I'm going to hit you in the torso. Like, you're going to have a sucking chest wound regardless of what you hit with. So, deal with that. Um, well, our armor is also getting more common, but then you say that, like, rifle... Yeah. will. Rifle, uh, li- rifle caliber rounds at that range don't really care too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go down the rabbit hole and end up uh, recreate, end up recreating Phoenix Command, which uh-huh. still is a game that doesn't understand how battle works because all <laughs> firefights last five seconds and everyone ends up dead from headshots. Yeah. Um, which um, you kind of see so, that like the like all the small caliber stuff like the SMGs, the pistols, the knives, they're all damage zero, so your armor is going to be like effective against it. And it's more like yeah. the shotgun, like close range or over six range, the six to twelve, because shotguns to stop, which we can't ever forget. Um, yeah, and like big knives or like the monster-sized weapons are like going to do damage, going to chew through armor like nothing. Hey, you do you remember how in Stalker shotguns never had any other ammo options but buck birdshot? Like you know, you never could change ammo to solid slug and shoot at people. Like, that wasn't uh, ever a big thing with, like, you know, your starting character only having an over-under shotgun and trying to snipe dudes. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll just buy the hotload weapon where you get, like, a hotload ammo equipment. We get extra bullets. Yeah. Extra bullets. More bullets per bullet. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Senor Casa, would you play uh, Zone Alpha? Oh, we actually didn't cover the campaign rules all that much, did we? Um Yeah. Yeah, honest, honestly, yeah, I've, I've played it before in real life. I've probably played it again in real life. Um, I think it is a great little game stay kind of game of like, all right, you start with the squad and then just like bang three games out today, which you can probably do in an afternoon, to be quite honest, once you've like, you've got it going fast. Yeah, I mean, it would be, it would go faster if you knew, if you knew the rules already or like uh, the Could rule be book was better laid out. <laughs> uh, but I've also played this game before. I've played it over webcam, if you can believe that. Uh, and yeah, I'd, uh, I think I'd play it again. Uh, I think it's generally a good game that has uh, space to grow, space for improvement without getting, you know, into the weeds too much, into the adding obnoxious and necessary detail. So yeah, it's, uh, one, ir- one irradiated thumb up from me. I'd give it two thumbs up, but the other was, e- was eaten by an anomaly. Uh... <laughs> Run off the fight on the um, turn up twenty eight rule was I'm sure. <laughs> I lost my foot in nom. Okay, so that was that goes that for our uh, Zona Alpha episode. Uh, I hope you had fun. We had fun. <laughs> <laughs> another uh, another long one because that's what we want people. To, that's what everyone loves is like this long drawn out podcasts. That's the feedback we get. 
Uh, we're still under an hour, and once the <laughs> surf cuts out all the like you know shitting and farting, it's gonna be even the, it's gonna be even the shorter. But like, hey, you know, uh, uh, I don't I don't know if Anchor or Spotify has an algorithm. I don't know if I'm shooting myself in the foot for not pushing for every episode to be an hour long or 47 minutes long or whatever the cyber gods dictate. Uh, so yeah, we just we just. Uh, We'll go with what happens naturally. Yeah, and sometimes the game is just like, hey, this is a good game. There's not much to say about it because it's just so good. Um, I, I'm yeah, not a big fan yeah. of like listening to people talk about their experiences in board games. Like, aha, and then I rolled three sixes. Is that good? I don't really I'll stop listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to play the game. Stop talking about the game. I want to play it. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, we are doing a podcast about miniature games, which is a fairly phys- which is a fairly visual and definitely a very physical medium. So that's why like, we have a Twitter feed with photos. Oh yeah, yeah. Twitter feed with photos of us playing it on tabletop simulator. Um, well, I mean, it's hard to schedule games between here and Lithuania, but we do our best. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, they they discontinued bus schedule from Lithuania to uh, Australia. All that so kayaking was hell on my shoulders. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, an emu bit me last time. That's fair. You know what you but... do. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I've been uh, JC Dent. You can find all my stuff in the links. I might be... I will have recently posted a new t-shirt design. So Ooh. please check that out. It has a pun in it. I've been Casa. Um, yeah, I've been doing lots of photos lately. Trying to do some on the weekend, a bit more. Um, it's been kind of art than what we're doing here, but you know, it's fun. And I'll get some photos up about my real life games again. My body takes so many. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, tangentially related to the podcast, he recently had a photo session with. Uh, uh, Rainbow Six Siege players. So, oh yeah, uh, hey, those people are ready for the zone. <laughs> Yeah, that's well, that crossover. We've got that um, Rainbow Six and Arknights, Arknights, Arknights. I don't want to vote, but yeah, that's post-apocalyptic. Give me Ash in the uh, zone. Ah, oh, ah, oh, are those three dependable? <laughs> have to be. They have to be. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so there's my brother. One, one, is, <laughs> yeah, that, that that's Gasa going down the rabbit hole. So yeah, this has been. Uh, This has been Fortified Niche, and see you all next time. Bye.